Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, January 5th. S&P futures and NASDAQ futures are both up about 20 basis points. That works out to about eight points for the S&P and about 25 points for the NASDAQ. Europe's major indices are trading about flat overall, um, holding on to their outperformance from Monday. There is outperformance in retail thanks to strong sales out of Next PLC and energy, and then some mild underperformance in Europe in chemicals and industrials. Uh, Asia generally traded well despite the U.S. slump yesterday with the exception of Japan, which finished off slightly about 20 to 30 basis points. Mainland China did particularly well. The Shanghai Comp was up about 75 basis points. Uh, Korea also did very well, up about a percent and a half. So not a whole lot to talk about this morning. It's still relatively quiet. You know, There's been a lot of talk and commentary about what happened Monday in the U.S., um, it doesn't seem that there was a major inflection in the uh, fundamental narrative. I think you know, our U.S. markets came into the new year, especially frothy. You saw some selling pressure in them. Um, you know, I think there is some Georgia anxiety in the market about the outcome of today's midterms, and then you also do have again this this COVID dichotomy of very grim near-term news, and then optimism around the vaccine progress. Um, and so I think people were focusing more on the former in terms of um, the current uh, state of COVID, where you have more lockdowns, you have more concern around transmissions, you have more concern around these new, this UK mutant strain, which is spreading to additional countries. Um, you know, we've seen this before over the last several months. In general, of those two forces, the vaccine, the vaccines are the more powerful one. But on occasion, you will see the market kind of focus more on the short term, and that obviously leads to some selling pressure. Um, looking at the calendar for today, obviously, Georgia will be the main area of focus. Um, there really isn't much else on the calendar today. It's unclear when you're going to see a f- the outcome of those races, um, You know, when you're going to see the outcome become apparent. It's probably not going to be until late tonight at best. Um, you know, I do think that the Republicans should be able to maintain the majority exiting the Georgia races, although the odds of Democrats taking both those seats and the majority have certainly spiked materially in the last week, um, thanks largely to the behavior and actions of Trump as he continues to try to overturn the election results. I think at the end of the day, there really won't be a ton of difference between a Senate where the Republicans have a tiny majority and the Senate that it's split 50-50 with Vice President Harris acting as a tiebreak. Um, there are enough centrist Democrats that will be able to block some of the more radical measures that have been proposed. However, the knee-jerk reaction, I think, will be net negative for markets. And you saw a little bit of that yesterday on Monday as investors started to recalibrate their expectations for Georgia in that there will be concerns around tax policy, on, on regulatory policy, et cetera. Um, and then you know, again, I've been talking about this before. I think the major macro theme for 2021 will be the interplay between yields and multiples. Um, and I've written a lot about this over the last few weeks. So um, reach out if you need more color on it. And I talk about it again in the piece today. Um, you know, if you go back over over the course of 2020, the pandemic perversely was a net positive for the largest companies in the country, whereby they were able to largely maintain their pre-pandemic earnings streams or were able to rebound relatively quickly to their pre-pandemic earnings streams thanks to um, you know, enormous scale and, and an ability to quickly evolve. But most important, you saw the provision of huge stimulus, which crashed rates and that drove multiples higher. Um, you know, As much as probably three entire turns on the S&P multiple, thanks to the price action in rates. And if you use the 2022 S&P forecast, that's about 600 points to the index. 
So that to me is going to be the big story of 2021, where as the battle against COVID is won, you could see rates increase. Um, and that obviously will weigh on multiple. So I think that also is another, um, that would be another kind of fear should you see Democrats win in Georgia today in terms of higher deficits, higher rates, et cetera. So those are all the main themes and trends. Um, you know, just quickly on COVID, it's, it's, again, it's more of the same where you have very grim near-term developments and then you have, you know, in, vaccine optimism. So the next major data point on the vaccines is going to be the J&J US phase three data, which should hit, um, you know, it could hit in the early to mid to mid January. You've had kind of some conflicting timelines, whether it's early January, mid January, late January. Um, you know, it could hit any day at this point. The um, you have the Novax vaccine data out of the UK, which should hit um, as soon as next week. The US phase three data for Novax won't be out until later in Q1. Um, but you know, you you continue to have um, the vaccines. I think again are the more powerful force in terms of uh, over overpowering the near term COVID gloom. Um, not much to talk about on the company specific front. We're kind of in this in this quiet period for corporate news ahead of the earnings season, which starts next Friday on January fifteenth with with the banks. Um, but we are in kind of a pre announcement territory, so there will likely be a bunch of companies in the coming days providing informal updates on how Q4 played out. Um, and that is essentially it um, in terms of this morning's market news. Um, like I said, it's it should be relatively quiet. You have, although a lot of major catalysts this week. So Georgia is the big one today. Tomorrow you have the congressional um, certification of the election with, again, there will be some, some stunts pulled in Congress, but there is no doubt that Biden will be um, will be elected president on will be will be uh, sworn into office on the twentieth. Um, you have FOMC minutes tomorrow as well on Wednesday, uh, and you have the U.S. jobs report later in the week. And then, like I said before, you have um, you have some possible vaccine data announcements. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.